Strachan and Bell together. There's Cooper breaking through. A chance now. This will be the fourth ball for Aberdeen. And Cooper puts it in with his legs. Well, suddenly it's become a rout. Of course, when things are going wrong against you, you don't get the breaks of the ball. Cooper in with Stewart. He didn't really know where the ball was, but he got the break. And as you say, it's a schoolboy's dream being able to take your time. Knowing that really, all you've got to do is crack it into the back of the net. Hello and welcome to the debrief after St Mirren 3, Aberdeen 1 on Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, we're making it very clear, obviously, that we weren't at the game today. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, no longer can I afford to spend the entirety of today on the piss. I mean, after all, I've got to go out and start my Christmas shopping after this. Uh, Martin, uh, very much like me, um, you're, you're a far too busy man to, to head down to Paisley, aren't you? Um, well, I'm, I know, unfortunately, I made myself ill by going last Saturday lunchtime um, and then wasn't going to go on Tuesday and made the stupid decision to go on Tuesday. And so I'm still ill. So, yeah, and that so wasn't even no preventing your spleen. That was actual other sort of That illness. was actually genu- genu- <laughs> genuine illness, yeah. Viral as opposed to um, yeah. burst a lung, collapsed a lung, shouting at them, shouting at Kelleroos towards the end. Um, but uh, you may well have done something to damage yourself having watched that this afternoon. Um, starts off very well, doesn't it? I mean, it's uh, there's not a huge amount in terms of um, attack and play. Um, Matt Kennedy hits the outside of the post very early on. And then he gets the ball in a position which is really of, shouldn't be of any danger. Just turns the set of a hit, and as has been keeping with our goals over the past few days, top bin. Yeah, another cracker, nice and early. Um, you know, I think that you know, at that early in the game, what nine minutes? You know, both teams are just trying to kind of find their way in. We had that one chance, like you mentioned before, it. Um, but you know, there was no real, there was no real threat. I don't think either either team was really on top of the game, but then. You know, you know, we would you know we, we would be screaming for him to be kind of closed down probably there, but it was it's a it's a hell of a strike, you know, and that's that's how we see, what we seem to do now. I mean, um, we've I've joked before that you no know, last season it was you no know, Alan Russell set piece Don's, um, this season when we do score, um, the last few games it's been absolute screamers. Yeah, there's a, there's obviously a failure though after that goal to really then build on that and take the game to them. There's yeah. a period just of sort of midfield scrappiness. No one really can exert any dominance over the game. Um, we feel we're pretty comfortable. We do that kind of knocking about the back line thing, which is fine. When it was nil-nil, we were doing that on the halfway line. You could just see us getting progressively further and further back. Then there was a situation where, where Stewart tries to play the ball out and... Um, he, it's a loose pass. It gets picked off, and St. Mirren very nearly equalise. And then, thirty seconds later, he he takes. I mean, literally thirty seconds later, he takes too long on the ball. He gets robbed. He, you know, he stupidly puts the arm out on Everhorn. Uh, I think it's Everhorn that goes through, isn't it? And um, you know, that's 
you're going to get given and i think there's there's a couple of things to clarify there firstly if it's an incident for a penalty kick i think they can now say that if it continues into the box they can award the penalty which presumably is why they did that the other thing is about the red card and about the whole double jeopardy thing well double jeopardy only applies if you're seen as making a genuine attempt to win the ball and I think with any shirt pull or arm pull, then you're never going to be seen as like making an attempt to, to try and get the ball because you're not. You're just trying to stop the man. So uh, Anthony Stewart has, um, I don't know, what, what did we expect when we were picking him up? We thought we'd, you know, by the looks of him, he looked like a guy that was going to be quite solid aerially, which generally he has done. But from the very early games, it's been clear that... Um, Playing the ball on a good deck is not really one of his strengths, um, which really makes you question why we've gone all out on him, given that the intention has been to build it up from the back. Well, absolutely. I mean, you're signed a guy from from Wickham, you know, but he's, he's came up here with, you know, the, their fans seem to love him. Um, but I, I sus, you know, I suspect I think everybody's really realised this that you know he probably received the kind of you know the considine treatment down there, where you know he was, you know, he was loved and well respected, but ultimately, you know, probably thought they could maybe get a wee bit of an improvement on him, so weren't really that sad to see him go. Um, but he's came up here. He's he he can't play. He can't play the ball out from the back. We just we simply can't play that type of football with him in the team. Um, you know, rightly yet he's you know in the air. You know he's good. He can get get himself under it, get it out of there, but. You know, a lot of teams. You no, know, a lot of teams don't seem to be doing that. No, we aren't getting, we aren't in games where we're going to be getting long balls shelled into the box anymore. I mean, you know, this is. I'm this just is wondering. Like, this isn't the, like we're not playing against teams that have got Curtis main starting every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I'm just wondering though about that general point about the position of of that backline, and I thought. I don't really want to go back into the Celtic game of last week. Um, there'd be a hundred things to pick up on that, but. I wonder if the intention was to sit quite so deep as we did last weekend. And I wonder how much of that is not having the players on the pitch, the real leadership on the pitch to drag you forward. I think it was striking last year that in those games against Celtic and against uh, the Rangers last year under glass, which were, they weren't successful. We lost all three games to Celtic, but we did compete well. We, we did have a good shape. We were further up the park. We weren't being ripped apart quite as much. And I wonder, you know, I, I, I know this is, He's not a favoured son of yours whatsoever, but I wonder the influence of a guy like Scott Brown in the middle versus what we've got in the middle of the park right now, or who we have as leaders in that team right now. How important do you think that is in terms of setting the mentality of the team on the pitch? Because there's a there's a wider point about mentality, and that's that now we have lost 17 points in the league from winning positions now. Yeah, I mean, if... if... We we've obviously said before that it doesn't matter who the captain is, you know, and I think you know that's a, a, a trope that we've we've ran into the ground on this podcast. Where you know you can have you can have the guys on the pitch that are leaders, you know, um, you know, we had it in the when Derek McInnes was manager, we had five or six guys in the team. When when we were at our peak with him, we had five or six guys in the team that could have been captain who were proper leaders. Now it's not so much, and I think that. If oh, you've got you've got young guys perhaps who are you no know, maybe a little bit inexperienced, you, know, you look at someone like you know, like even like no, whether they're in on loan or not, like Coulson, you know, even while Jack McKenzie if he's playing, you no know, Clarkson, um, there there aren't guys who are going to be taking you know, taking the team with the scruff of the neck. But I think that 
potentially though last season I think that's probably a fair a fair comparison that you just have to be you know you get yourself a little bit further up the pitch and if they're they have to then try and get behind you and you just need to deal that's a different thing to deal with rather than just as you say like without ripping apart the Celtic game just sitting back and invite inviting this pressure if you are even four or five yards further up um, it gives them a completely different thing to deal with. Yeah, and at the very least, it, it's only a, a free kick in a red card as opposed to being a, a penalty kick in the red card. Um, yeah. There was someone, um, let me see if I can find it whilst I chat. It was about um, the penalty and how, you know, you should just let them go in that situation, um, the Anthony Stewart situation. But the thing is, that it's yeah. so instinctive, I think, really, when he, when he, goes, uh, when he goes past that... Um, that uh, it, it, it's not as if he's even really thinking about what he's doing there. But, but I suppose that really is probably should be, you know, don't pull him back. You, you are going to get red carded. You are going to yeah. get picked up now in a VAR situation, whether at the time or whether afterwards. So, yeah, that probably would be the right thing to do. But I just think it was instinctive. Yeah, it will be. I mean, Stuart, Stuart probably knows as well that he, you know, he knows his own ability. He knows he's not quick enough. He's not going to catch him. So he needs to give himself an, an opportunity by by hooker by crook to slow the guy down. Um, but you know, as we're see, we're going to see, we're going to see this loads now that VR's came VR has came in, and it's and it's probably for the ben. It will that was one thing that I think will be for the benefit of the game. We're we're raging about it today, but things like stupid shirt pulls and stuff like that that's going to start getting punished. And you know, eventually, you know, it'll take time, but eventually this sort of stuff will you know, will start happening less. And defenders, you no, know, well, maybe the brainless ones won't, but you no, know, intelligent, intelligent defenders will learn the lesson. Yeah, another three penalties given in today's game. I mean, we've been on the right side of VAR decisions at, um, in the opening weeks of the system. I don't think you can really overly complain with too many of them. I didn't think it was very much in the McCrory one, um, but as we've seen, obviously in the last few weeks in Qatar, just it. The mind, the merest of contacts now is just going to be given in the box, isn't it? It, it is. I mean, you know, I, I don't remember. I thought, you know, I, I, when it, as soon as it happened, I thought it was a penalty, and then you obviously see a couple of replays, and you know, you're you're annoyed. We're annoyed about it, obviously, but you no, know, I think you know, it's a, it was probably the right decision. There was contact there. Um, we'd be screaming it. For, we'd be screaming for it at the other end, and it, it, the truth is, I don't think it really changed very much anyway. No, um, and it was uh, it was Alex Murray, by the way, who said about um, letting the guy go through and attempt to score, um, which is, yeah, I, I think it's a fair point, but I do think it was just kind of instinctive once he'd been robbed of the ball. Um, we get to halftime 1-0. Um, there's no reorg happens immediately after the penalty, um, at, after the red card, rather. We do get away with leaving, um, again, was it Erehon again, in, in space in the centre of the box, in the six-yard box? Yeah. Um, Bruce makes a, a pretty smart stop, um, and then the second penalty. Um, it's it's a lucky rebound that goes through. Main's going to be first there, but he's not an overly threatening part of the pitch. Do we think that Kellerus was wise to come out as quickly and as sharply as he did? I'm I'm not too sure. Um, I can understand why he has done that. He's wanting to take responsibility. Um, he's wanting to come and deal with it himself. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna come out like that, 
if you're going to come out like that, you have you have to be a hundred percent sure you're going to win the ball, and that that go, that goes for you know a defender going back the other way. You know, you have to be you have to be one hundred percent. You know, you have to be you know it has to be an absolute perfect, perfect challenge, perfect tackle, perfect jump for the ball, whatever you want, to, whatever situation crops up. Um, and you know, Roos obviously, but you no, know, has obviously you know, got faith in his abilities. He believes in himself, but I'm not sure it was the right decision to make. To be totally honest. There were the two uh, subs at halftime. Uh, Lopez did suffer what seemed to be a bit of a limiting injury during the course of that first half. Um, so I think that was a, an easy decision to make. Mackenzie coming on to to fill in on the left-hand side of the back line in place of Stewart. Um, then you had Clarkson substitutes for Duncan. Um, that didn't seem to be injury related. That seemed to be um, a tactical um, attempt to get someone on who could um, who could maybe support uh, Coulson out wide. It was difficult to tell, as it always is when you watch the stream. It looked initially like we were going to go back to a flat back four, but no, we kept on with the um, with the three at the back uh, for a while at least. Anyway, I think even after uh, Ramirez belatedly came on, we kept that going. So Moon then got a third penalty kick. This is the one we touched on earlier. This is the one where McCrory and Scales, um, neither of them really deals with the runner. Um, and we, we got a bit of a break. Uh, O'Hara, who had, uh, well, he hadn't scored the first two. Uh, Kelarus is going to get credited with an own goal for the first one. Um, but he'd slotted away the second. Um, he obviously decided to step back, as we've seen elsewhere, as we saw um, happen at Pataudry as well this season, where um, we had Biswayan come forward and uh, score the second penalty against, I want to say Livingston, but I'm not entirely sure on that one. Uh, someone will correct me because that's the beauty of the internet. Um, and he tries to go down the middle again. Roos makes the save. We're still in it. And that appears to be the wake-up. That appears to be the wake-up to the team to realise, hang on, it's only 2-1. There is a bit of a nervousness about St Mirren. And from that point, and it is only from that point, the first part of that second half wasn't very good. But from that point, we started to get a foothold. I think he brings Ramirez on, and that, that's important as well. And uh, there's been a bit of chatter about his stubbornness at, bringing, um, at refusing to bring Ramirez on, particularly in the last couple of games, as being somebody who can get us up the park a bit better, can hold up the ball pretty well. Is the manager's stubbornness going to be the thing that defines his time here? I think it will. Um, I'll be honest. I think that there's obviously a, you know, we're bringing up bringing up Ramirez there. I think there's a there's an attitude. I think there's some sort of disagreement or there's something there where he isn't happy with Ramirez and didn't play him. Um, you know, not. I don't want to dwell on Tuesday ever, but I will say that, you know, putting Marley Watkins on was the absolute probably the worst decision I've ever seen from a Aberdeen manager making a substitution because Marley Watkins did no running, made no effort. I think you get a little bit more effort and you no know, running running from Ramirez. Is he is he full of is he got bags of energy? No, he's no he's not he's not that type of guy who's going to be able to be bombing about the pitch closing down, but he's but he can be energetic. Um and he came on and I think probably only came on because we were so limited for options today. Um but um I think it was the right the, the with the with who he had available, I think it was the right the right thing to do. I mean I think it was what it was 65, 66 minutes. So there was still time. And as you say, they missed that penalty. And suddenly it's the wake up call of like, oh, hold on, 
we're, we're in this, we've got a chance, we can maybe get something out of this. And you no, know, it was the right decision to make the substitution because I think he made the substitution pretty much, um, pretty much imme immediately after the missed pen, maybe a couple of minutes. And so a, a positive move like that, like you're know, putting on a striker, um, and I reckon I recognise striker at that, you know, one who has scored goals for us. Um, I think was no was a was a positive thing, and it seemed to that seemed to wake up the team, and we did, we did start you no know, for the for the first put put for the best part of um you know the last the, you know maybe what forty forty five minutes before that we weren't in the game, and then suddenly we started we started creeping into the game a bit. Yeah, uh, missed penalty kick on sixty four, and then Ramirez on for Coulson on sixty seven, um, and it, you know it doesn't happen immediately. It's a moment nearly get a third. Uh, scales having to head off the line um, from Ramirez's effort actually uh, from a corner and then Gallagher in space at the back post after Bruce chronically misjudges a corner and that could have been curtains at that point um, then we have the yeah the effort over against the bar which comes from a corner is, is probably the thing which really starts to rally people and I think gives some women a bit of a nervousness as well um, from Ramadani Stuff from set pieces. I, I the Kennedy corner, which um, which is then nodded wide at the back post by Ryan Duncan. Um, all I can say there is you've got Ramirez coming in at the back of him, and I don't know whether like Ramirez jostles Ryan as he's away to knock it in, but you've got to put those in. You you do. I mean, uh, Ramirez, you know. Ramirez, I, mean, I assume Ramirez gave him a shout and he maybe didn't hear it. Um, I'm, I'm loath to criticise the Ryan Duncan, really, because you know, he's a young player and I think that we'll, we'll see a lot of good stuff from him at Aberdeen. So I'm, I don't want to go, I don't want to go overboard. Um, you know, it, it's a, it was a bad miss. I get that. Um, he really, really should be scoring there. It's pr probably Ramirez. It's probably Ramirez's ball. You just need to be, you just need to be stronger. You know, you know, just make sure you get, make sure you get in there. Um, but it just kind of you know, again sums up the day that you've got you know an absolute you no know, sitter sitter like that where Duncan should be knocking it in if he if he did if he didn't get to it Ramirez was definitely going to knock it in um, just when it, many of the, one of the many things that is just kind of the motifs of the day oh motif look at you hark at you very nice <laughs> very nice um, on Ryan Duncan I'd hoped earlier in the season that we might see Ryan Duncan get more minutes in place of Vicente Biswain. That is something we are seeing. Um, Biswain not even in the squad today. Uh, word is that he was spotted on the flight to Amsterdam yesterday. Um, you know, again, this may have been something he was going to do today. Might have been the players might have been allowed Christmas Day in Boxing Day off. We don't know. We don't know. But the fact is, uh, in the last, uh, I think that's now eight games, he's had 47 minutes of action. Um, our, you know, our much heralded signing policy does rely on flipping these guys over. It does rely on them getting the game time. And is he the major loser in terms of this shift to system of to a, a three-five-two? I mean, I, I, you know, clearly I wasn't hugely enamoured with him, but for every success that we hope is going to come in. Um, in the form of a Miofsky or a, a Lopez, um, I'm not sure we can afford to be wasting 400 grand on a winger who barely sees any minutes. Oh, we absolutely can't. I mean, you know, based on based on some of the early season form, I, you know, I, th I, th I thought we were 
know, we were look it was looking quite positive for him, really. Um, you know, I thought he'd be, he'd done he'd been doing well. Um, and then, you know, the, no, he just isn't he isn't seeing the time. Um, I certainly didn't think that um, Duke would be the one who is 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 the, the one who'd been taken to everybody's hearts, and you know, he's just um, Bizalwin just seems to be kind of for, be the forgotten guy now, um, which which is weird. Um, because there's clearly there's clearly some ability there, but if the manager isn't what doesn't want to play him, um, there's obviously a problem there. I mean, I don't think he was a correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a, probably a, a signer from the whole a holdover from the glass era signing, wasn't he? So well, he was he was bought in the January window when glass was still here, but I, yeah. I, a lot of people seem to be really still uh, wedded to the idea that the manager. Is refreshing the squad. Yeah, that's that's not the case really. I, as we try to explain here, we're not going to be absolutely certain, you know, which players the manager himself has identified, and it's clear there have been some. Liam Scales definitely. We think Anthony Stewart, but there's no way he's gone and plucked Luis Lopez from Benfica's B team. And you know, we have that we have that scouting team who do that kind of legwork. He will have the final yes or no ultimately. In terms of how he fits, uh, how the players fit into how he wants to play, and this, you know, overnight conversion to the three-five-two uh, has clearly, um, clearly come against what he said at the start of the season to his recruitment team because the squad is now overflowing with um, with wingers. Um, you've got you've got the likes of Bizzwai, and you've got um, obviously Ryan Duncan, who we've spoken about. You've got Shaden Morris. Um, here till 2026, folks. You've um, you've you've got um, the lad from uh, the northeast of England who we haven't even seen played. Um, I think he got a few minutes at Parkhead in the opening day of the season. Callum Roberts. There we go. I had to had to pad for time there as I completely forgotten about the existence <laughs> of Callum Roberts, which I think is probably fair enough. Um, so. <laughs> I think when it, it restricts your manager's ability, if you've set out at the start of the season with your recruitment team and said, this is the way I'm going to play, please give me these players. And it means as well, when you shift from a two-man centre-half pairing to a three-man centre-half pairing, that shortness at centre-half, and indeed the shortness of centre midfielders, because the last few weeks when Polvara's not been in that squad, you haven't really had a recognised centre midfielder to come on and play if any of them get get injured so you've had to be creative with who goes in there um it creates problems there as well um so i guess circling back to the point which i started about 30 minutes ago is that it's got to work in sync doesn't it that recruitment policy that the uh, that the director of football puts in place and you know we have the head of scouting or whatever his title is <clears throat> That really has to work in sync with what the football department are thinking at the first team level. Of course it does. You know, you've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there by saying, you know, he's, he'll have said, this is this is what I, what I will be mainly play, playing. This is what I'm going to be doing. This is what I need. And then to switch that up, and you see how you, know, you see how short we are by playing three at the back. You see how short we are at centre-half because you know Ross McCrory is there. Let's not do the Ross McCurry Ross McCurry best position debate again. Um, but it, it, it isn't, and it isn't, and part of a back three. You know, we've, we've we've clearly made our minds up. Well, most of us have made our minds up on Anthony Stewart. Liam Scales can't play against one of the teams in the club in the in the league. So where do we find ourselves? No, he's 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 made this change, and it just seems to it just seems to have you know, bit, bit thrown everything thrown everything up in the air. 
Um, and as you say, we've got you know, we've got all the, all those wingers with Johnny Hayes as well um, to add to that. So we're overloaded with these guys, and you know you can't play, can't play, can't play them all. Um, and it just seems to it seems to be that you no, know, there's I think that Jim Goodwin. I, I, you say I say Jim Goodwin. We know there's a recruitment team as well, but you know Jim Goodwin's a manager. He takes he takes the blame. He needs to have a very good January window. Um, in terms of some sort of recruitment, um, but we're talking about bringing another another midfielder, um, which I don't I don't think I don't think we need any more midfielders in a club. To be totally honest with you, um, I think arguably you need someone who's going to be our player who can play centre midfield, especially with the thinking that Barron's going to be away either this window or next window, which I think is an inevitability. Um, anyway, let's just to put us into a particularly festive frame of mind uh, talk about the comedy cuts that gave us Simone's clinching third goal um, I mean, Calvary goes up there. I mean there were still six or seven minutes to go but I, you know I can't can't particularly blame him for um, being hauled up there um, for the corner it gets cleared Jack McKenzie who'd had uh, a really actually solid game against Celtic the other week um, Quite unlucky to be dropped for the for, for the following game. Just sums up the afternoon, I think. Two headers. You try to head it twice in the middle of the pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, that's 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 every, every that's if, all I've seen. I just saw like a, a timeline full as we're watching a timeline full on Twitter. Everybody said two headers. What's he doing? What's he doing? Um, you know, but I, I think that. You know, I I don't think it's a good idea to put the keeper up that early. Um, you know, yeah, because there were eight minutes added, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to put the keeper up that early. Put up Jack McKenzie, or you know, put up one of your other nine outfield players um, that you have available on the pitch. You know, just have somebody back and have the keeper still in the goal. You can have the keeper come up. You know, you give your keeper push up the pitch anyway because you're good. You're pushing for it. So I wouldn't say put everybody up, but have somebody a little more advanced. Um, to give us a chance with guys who are probably a bit no a bit better in the air at heading the ball than Kelarus is going to be. Um I know you've got that crazy kind of factor of oh the keeper ups you no know, it upsets people having the keeper in the box. I get and he is that. he is six foot six. He is, he is, but I mean it's basically put the big man up top uh, in it, you know, to the max, isn't it? It's Ash Taylor going oh, center it's, forward. It's 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 Ash Taylor. It's absolutely it's absolutely one hundred percent sending Ash Turbo Taylor. Ash. There, yeah. Turbo Ash, wow. Um but I guess I I can understand it in that way. But surely in training, let's just say Jack McKenzie headers the ball more than Kellerus does. So... But, well, again, seeing that from the halfway line, I'm not entirely convinced, Martin. To be fair with you, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's every possibility with the way that the sort of results are right now that we're still going to be third after this. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, we're not a million miles away from where we were this time last year, basically. It's one point better off. Um, I think we were fourth after 18 games last year. Again, it's uh, not all the teams have played the same amount of games this year. Not all the teams have played the same amount last year either. Um, it was the cup results that really undid Stephen Glass. But for the majority, really, last last year, wasn't it? It was the... Wraith Rovers, it was the, the Motherwell, and really it got added to a charge sheet after the event, but we should have been a lot more worried about the Dundee United capitulation um, the end of the, the previous season as well. Um, Jim Goodwin's had a, a fortunate draw, but he's he's taken care of business, League Cup semi-final, 
Um, he's got a 14-minute draw on the Scottish Cup again. When it's clear that there's such a massive gap between the top two and the rest of the league right now, it, are we just a cup side now? Uh, unfortunately, I think we are. I mean, it was different when it was different when there was only one one of them in the league. I think you know you you were capable. You no, know, you were capable of maybe getting a bit closer. Um, unfortunately, the two of them, with with you no, know, I don't I don't want to moan about funds, but with them, you know, with the money they have and all that kind of stuff, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's difficult. So you have to just. I find I think we're we are unfortunately competing to be best of the rest. I hate to say that because you want to try and get as close to them as you can. And obviously, Tuesday's result, you know, would have been would have been you know with ninety four minutes gone, the, we're narrowing the gap to them. Still, don't think they're a very good team. Um, and I think Celtic will Celtic will you no know, stretch will stretch clear of them because you know I think the Rangers are more likely to drop points against other teams and they should have dropped three points to us on Tuesday. But at, at the moment, in terms of actual genuine tangible silverware, we are a, we are a cup team. Um, and you're right, that last, that last season was what broke um, a lot of people on Stephen Glass. Um, you know, we've, and as you say, we've got the semi-final coming up in four or five weeks, whenever it is. Um, you know, I, I know... I, I, one of the one of the, it's one of those games in the Scottish Cup where everybody will be des- everybody will be desperate to, to, desperate for us to go there and slip up. But I think you know it's it's one of, this is one of these where you just you know right, we'll win that one, man. We're not hard. Yeah, we'll win it. You know, everybody, I mean, BBC pick it, BBC picking it for a Monday night. You know why it's no, you know why it's no. They're looking for they're looking for Aberdeen to slip up. You know. All right. By the way, Monday night for that. Fuck off. Aye. Yeah. Absolutely, that's a, dis- a disgraceful decision to be honest. To allow that to be played on a Monday when it's you know that length. Of, you know, they want people if you want people going to games, and I know it's a limited ticket, so it will sell out. But an absolutely disgraceful decision. Um, but it's been picked in the hope that Aberdeen will you know cracked crests and all that kind of carry on will be at the ready. Um, if they're not, or if they're not after today's game, um, I'm sure Kenny McIntyre's prattling <laughs> well, on the, on Radio Scotland right the now. The thing is, from the outside. There's nothing to worry about, is there? Because, yeah, as I say, we we could very well still be third. So from the outside, people are going, oh, Aberdeen, they're doing fine, much better than last year. Uh, weren't they 10th last year? Um, yeah, I just there's just a fragility about this team right now that you worry about, particularly away from home, obviously, as we all know. Um, you know what we're like. We're football fans. After Wednesday night, we could be um, back on top, uh, top of the world again. And then we've got a couple of winnable looking games to see in the new year at Pitodre. So um, it's all gloom and doom now, but in a couple of weeks time, it could all look very different. However, um, one of the more calamitous afternoons uh, yeah. that this fairly calamity prone team have uh, given us this afternoon and a third successive defeat for Aberdeen. Um, so that was an attempt to very quickly Round that up. Um, I think we managed it in under half an hour, Martin, which is slightly longer than the usual debriefs, but yeah. fair enough. It's been a while since we last spoke. Um, yeah, have a good Christmas. Don't let today's result ruin it too much. Um, at least, you know, we're not here to ruin Christmas again until the 28th. So um, you've got that. That's a bonus. And um, if you are on the way back from Paisley today, we absolutely salute you. But uh, I'm afraid that I've got a Christmas uh, trifle to make. So I better get on with that. Uh, Martin, have a great Christmas. Cheers to you too, Richard. And to everybody out there, do likewise. And uh, until we next speak, come on you Reds.